In which case, this will be perfect with you because you're gonna be able to look over the shoulder as Tony sets up his own practice. Mm. That we talk through some of the challenges uh, from at the moment, today's gonna to be really about uh, finding a venue, what things he's thinking about, and we'll go all the way through that this can be a regular, perhaps maybe a quarterly kind of catch up for us along the way. So, mm. sound fair? Sounds absolutely fair. It, and it's, it's so amazing to go from, uh, you know, oh yeah, I wanna get back into practice. And then you go, holy crap, there is a, you know, a, a list of things that need to happen. And Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Now, a different version here today because I've got one of the usual co-hosts, but now the co-host is going to be a guest. So, Tone, as a guest for the first time, welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Oh, thanks, mate. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. How does it feel being on the other side? Yeah, yeah, good. It's uh, all very interesting. <laughs> nah, all good, buddy. So many of you will have known Tony, uh, depending on when this is released, but Tony's on his way back into practice. Uh, and so has decided to part with us at Adio Media. Many of you send lots of lovely messages. Mm, did um, get a lot of love and uh, appreciate it uh, very much. So thank you for the messages. Funny thing that sometimes we don't tell people how much we miss them until they leave. Mm. So uh, no, I think we've been pretty good at that. No, that's right. So anyway, Tony and I were chatting about uh, the process that Tony's going through at the moment is he's uh, going back into practice again. Mm. And we thought, what a great process for us to have a regular catch-up. One, because it lets us have a regular catch-up. But two, we're gonna call this series the New Practice Series. So there'll be some of you that'll be out there listening at the moment that maybe you're still students or maybe you're working with another practice and you're thinking about setting up your own practice. In which case, this will be perfect with you because you're gonna be able to look over the shoulder as Tony sets up his own practice, mm. that we talk through some of the challenges uh, from at the moment. Today's gonna to be really about uh, finding a venue, what things he's thinking about, and we'll go all the way through that this can be a regular, perhaps maybe a quarterly kind of catch up for us along the way. So, mm. sound fair? Sounds absolutely fair. It, and it's, it's so amazing to go from, uh, you know, oh yeah, I wanna get back into practice. And then you go, holy crap, there is a, you know, a, a list of things that need to happen. And, and some things, you know, some things seem really easy that, yeah, you could go and get business cards designed and all, mm. all that crap that actually doesn't matter. Yes. But it's easy to do. So people go rushing to it. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, and so rather than the actual hard stuff, which, you know, and I, and I do feel, find it hard, which is sitting down and going like, what do I want? Yeah. You know, I've been in practice 20 years. I've, I, I locumed full time for, you know, three to four years. So I've been inside of hundreds of practices and it's almost confusing mm. because you see so many great things and I've seen things that work. I've seen so many things that don't work and, you know, kind of now just go, filtering through them all going, all right, that's all great because what works for you mm. may not work for me, vice versa. And so it's it's getting crystal clear on, on, on what it is that I want to do, what is the... Yeah, what's the overarching principles, etc. Here's what I'm interested because the last time you set up a practice was in Geelong. Correct. And how long ago was that? Because Flynn was a baby then, Well, yes? Flynn was not born, so that right. was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Okay, so yeah. you set up a practice in Geelong from scratch. From scratch. So what, what are you going to do differently now? We'll call it 15 years later with 15 years of wisdom. Um, what's mm. different about the vision that you have from your practice from what you set up 
then? Are, are there some key things you're going to Yeah, do? I think there's some, some key things that are different. You know, back then, I was young, we were so into everything and we were going to save the world. You know what yeah. I mean? There was, this, there was this utopian, idealistic view, which was amazing because mm. it allowed us to do what we did. Um, and now I go, you know, I'm 44 years old. I'm not going to go and save the world. Uh, you know, I've been dented and bruised and battered enough times to know that, okay, I want to have an impact on the world and community and that sort of stuff. But it's, it, there's a different sense of why I'm doing this. You know, I'm doing it because, you know, part of my bigger purpose to, you know, is to get my hands on people. Mm. You know, and I kind of, and I have, I have missed that now, looking back over the past few years of not doing it. Um, you know, I want to be, uh, giving a positive impact. I also want to be, um, you know, leaving a legacy for my family and, and, and creating, uh, I, I, I guess, security in, you know, financially and setting up this at the beginning when I was in Geelong. It was, I want to do this because that's what everyone else is doing. There was so much borrowed from everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it this layout because everyone else did it. I was open playing because everyone else was. I was cbp because everyone else was i had omni tables because everyone else was you know fee structures fee structures yearly fee it it was all because someone said i should do it that way Mm. not not through uh, an insightful view of 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 what's going to work best for me yeah you know and i think this will be really interesting for people to listen to over the course as i go through this because and i hope that people listen to it and go oh yeah that's not for me Mm. you know and i hope that you do if you're listening to this and you think Tony, you've got it all wrong. I'm going to do it this way. Because that, that's great. Because now I'm looking at people that are in practice and I go, you know what? That's great for them and it's right. Mm. But it's just not right for me. Remember, we've often talked about in Adio Media, we, we kind of talked about a, prof, a practice being profitable, predictable, sustainable and enjoyable. Mm. And I certainly the way that I set my practice up in the early days where I'm we're filming this right now, it very clearly wasn't sustainable. You know, the volume of people we were looking after, the stress that it had on me leading to some kind of, you know, chronic fatigue at that stage mm. and all that kind too. So, and then it was almost in those stages for me too, was bigger is better. Mm. And I look at now and, and listening to you, it's talking about, okay, you know, I'm not after it. How can I have this thing be mean and lean and enjoyable and profitable but fun and all mm. that they tend and to be the things easy easy is something mm. i hear you talking about all the time and it might be an illusion yeah you know but i really have a sense that i can create this thing that's that is fun and, and it's highly profitable because we can keep overheads low we can uh, you know dollar average is high and not that it's about the money but it is about the money you're not going into practice to fail you're not going into practice to not earn a good income um you know i've got great things to share so i do want to earn a good income so i want high yeah. profit um, i wonder this let me jump in from because i'd be interested to see your thought on this because if you had asked me 20 years ago if you if i had a say, i'm going to see if i can get the numbers right here but i've said hey angus would you rather see 200 people at a 25 dollar average or 100 people at a $50 average. At that stage, they always said, let me see the 200 people, man, because mm. I'm going to, you know. Whereas now, like, I'm, I'm happy to admit, I, I'd rather see the 100 people at a $50 average. Well, Absolutely. And, and I mean, because you know, I've, I've done it. I mean, I've seen hundreds, you know, six, 700 patients a week at a dismal dollar average. And hey, it was fun and it was multi generational. Mm. We had, there was more families coming to that practice than I've ever seen. Um, but gee, to get, it's less responsible, less responsibility, mm. um, and I'm and I'm about I want to be about connection and, and intimacy in the right way, 
um, intimacy of relationships that I want to build with people. Um, now, can you still do that, saying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds? Absolutely, you can. Mm. I just don't want to do that. Yes. You know, it's, and I think that's a big point. It's, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that I'll do differently, not because I think they're wrong, just because it's right for me now. Yeah. And um, yeah, it is. It, it, it's interesting. But yeah, certainly so, you know, high profit, um, high value, yeah. high care, high touch, high tech. Yes. You know, those kind of principles. It, um, it, it's interesting because you know, a lot of it just is coming back to uh, a model of ease, mm. of long-term sustainability. And I think too, you know, given that we have had 20 years of watching this, and sometimes you and I sit back and have a giggle. We were talking about a practitioner that we know who's opening his practice at the moment. And we had a little bit of a chuckle because we know what, what he's going through um, as well. He's, he's, he's full of... Uh, pea and vinegar, um, all that kind of stuff yep. too. But there's this, I think the question that I don't know that I even really asked at the beginning stages, which is what do I actually want? Mm, that's like, it. What's most important? So how's that? Because I know at the moment we're talking each day that you're looking at lots of different venues. What are you looking for? Do you want a house? Do you want a, how much space you're after? Shops? Because you're looking mm. at lots of different options. There. What at, are, yeah, mostly looking at, um, at shops, uh, commercial premises. Uh, now, a lot of them have been, you know, upstairs, downstairs. Uh, I went and looked at one the other day, yesterday actually, it was, it was in the basement. Right. You know, so an old, beautiful old Art Deco building, you know, with a big grand entrance and then the staircase up and the staircase down. And this one was actually in the basement with light wells coming from the footpath. Really cool. Mm. Um, and just a, just a different, different feel, different vibe. And, you know, with today's, um, you know, we're not putting letterbox drops out and signs up on the street they, you know, with, with, with marketing as it is uh, online social media etc you know there's uh, yeah sure walk by traffic is great but certainly not essential no. to have a, a, a thriving practice so you know I'm looking at um, premises that may be upstairs on the first floor of a commercial building rent is half yeah, um, not that it's all about that, but you know it's a factor. But it's another thing too that see, I feel that twenty years ago when we would have said, "Oh, but rent is half," we would have gone, oh, "It doesn't matter, man," because you can see a gazillion people anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you want that. But but there's a realism that says, "Well, look, maybe I'll just see a gazillion people down in the basement or a gazillion people up the yeah. top there too." And this idea nowadays, I mean, who really chooses their practitioner based on I drive past them? Mm -hmm. Now, I, so we're, again, where we're filming this right now, we're on a really busy uh, road here in Bay Street in Port Melbourne. And I don't know, you've worked here with me. Would we get five a year that would that the primary reason they put on Simply their, walking by? Yeah. Yeah, not many. It's not a lot anyway. And they're not the kind of high quality people that we want anyway, because in terms of do they know, like, and trust us, well, they know us via walking past numerous times there as well, mm. but they're not like that deep level of referral that we can have from internal for referral or that we can orchestrate online. Yeah, and I think it's that comes back to that, the fact that we, we often talked about is, is have it as part of your strategy, yes. just not your only strategy. Yes. You, know, you, don't want to be, um, you don't want to be just relying on referrals. You don't want to be just relying on your sign out the front. You don't want to be just you know, having this holistic view of your marketing, yeah. I think, is super important. Yeah. Um, provide great value, let people know you're there for sure. Um, but it could be too, because my, uh, my Instagram post from yesterday was just about our A-frame that mm. sits out the front there, that every now and then we put a sign on that it says, hey, do you know that we can help people with sore shoulders? And it amazes me that people come and say, I've got a shoulder problem if I make an appointment. Like, you know, it, that kind of stuff. Yep. So even if you 
you know, didn't have street frontage, but you'd pop an A-frame out mm. in front there. You know, that, There's some presence. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think you need, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to have presence somewhere. Yes. Um, that's for sure. But that doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, street fronted, double windowed um, shop front. Yes. Uh, that's for sure. But it's a really interesting because there's, there's such a varied, you know, amount of space, you know, you can get for, for, for similar pricing, depending on layout, you can get, you know, 60 square meters, you can get 110 square meters. I mean, it just varies so much. And then the layout varies between you know, partitioned walls that you could easily knock down and make into whatever you wanted versus solid brick mm. uh, brick walls, which uh, can't be moved. You know, do I want to do open plan? Do I want to do part open? Do I want to do closed room? You know, all these things come into it when when looking at a premise uh, and, and having the, having a vision of it, being able to see it. And I think that's, you know, if you're new in practice, it's, sometimes it's hard to have that vision because mm. you haven't seen different styles of practice work um versus you know now i've got you know, i don't know that there's a style of practice that i haven't worked in so what would your suggestion be there then like if somebody was you know uh, you know let's say they are a new grad you know perhaps in their final year of studying at the moment chinese med practitioner chiropractor you know maybe it's a fitness professional wants to set up their own mm. place and they haven't seen a bunch of places any kind of advice for them go and see a bunch of places <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not rocket science yeah. yeah just knock on some doors and just say, oh, just i'd love to spend an hour with you in practice or you know just have a look through your practice i'm setting up you know wherever and i'd love to check it out you know might be even easier to go somewhere that's not in the area that you're going to set up in yes. so they don't feel you know well yeah. what's going on here uh but just go and have a look and don't and don't just you know as a chiropractor don't just go to chiropractors as a chinese med don't just go to chinese med check out other professions as well because we can learn a lot from how other people do it uh in, in in different different models so you know i used to have a practice ideas file in my in my uh filing cabinet and i just you know take a pamphlet from that person or a fee structure from that person or a layout from that person and just keep it in the file and uh, you know i draw on that a lot um, when I set up last time and, and even today. Yeah. And I think a question that I would encourage you to ask the people you're going to see as well is don't just assume because that's the way that they're doing it, that that's the way they would continue to yeah. do it. So if somebody came into me now and said, look, Angus, if you were setting up a game, you know, what, what would you do differently? Um, and I know for me, and, and we're trying to play with some layouts at the moment, is that you know we have a lot of days that the practice is closed mm. and it's not an ideal layout to have other practitioners in here but we're, we're, we're looking at that so if someone were asking me that question it'd be yeah I, I would have it set up more so that i could rent space to other practitioners have you thought about that mm. as well do you want other practitioners chiropractors you know supportive practitioners what are your thoughts yeah certainly certainly the, the longer term vision is to have other people in the practice mm. um you know i don't want to be working seven days a week obviously mm. uh so some layouts in some places have been a lot more, you know, easy. Like, oh, I could easily just rent those two rooms out there and then have the car ready again to this end. Mm. Or down the track, I could partition that off and 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 lease out the rooms. Absolutely, but it's it's certainly part of the vision to start with. No, right, just me, just you to begin yeah. with, because there are some. I know some of the places that you've looked at have even had alternate entries and stuff like that mm. that are. are would be a you know a great advantage to if you want another practitioner they could come in and out those kind of things too because you know when you think about it this was a mistake that i made really early on in practice too i forgot how much little things add up and you and i were running through the numbers here that says you know what look i i could rent out probably a room out the back of my practice here really conservatively let's call it a hundred dollars a shift so if it's a hundred dollars a shift it's two hundred dollars a day 
Um, and, and let's just say that I was able to do that four days a week mm-hmm. um, that, that we would work towards. It's another $800 a year. And then if I could do that for 50 weeks of the year, yeah. that's 40 grand. Yeah. Now, now, all of a sudden, $100 a shift. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. That's a lot of pain. Is it, is it worth it? That's yeah, a lot of pain on. in the bum. But I'd put up with a lot of pain in the bum for 40 grand a year. Yeah. Like, 40 grand a year is a significant holiday or whatever you want to do to spend with it. But it was little things like even in the early days, I remember running through the same things like I didn't really sell a lot of stuff in the practice to begin mm. with. I'm talking, yeah, you remember. We went through the pillow conversation. The pillow nah, conversation. you know. But all of a sudden I planned out the pillows and I go, you know, that's there's 10 grand of pillows. Mm. You know, and then, you know, I'm getting people to buy pillows. I'm getting people to buy some Omega-3s. And, and all of a sudden these little bits and pieces there, which patients are buying anyway. Mm. Have you thought about that kind of stuff? Or you, you, yeah, I, look, no. Yeah. I, haven't got to the, I haven't got to the product side of things yet um you know my my uh my plan is to keep you know chiropractic chiropractic keep it pure uh will it happen yeah m- maybe mm-hmm. uh, i'm certainly open to it yeah. um particularly if i'm telling people they need to do this and yeah. they'll just go up the road and get it they might as well get it from me mm. um but at the not at the not at the beginning yeah, there comes a fine line because you probably tell them to go up the line to buy the bananas too but that doesn't yeah. mean they don't have to sell what, bananas. yeah yeah what what makes sense now here question without notice yeah we bang on about niche all the time, okay? We talk about, rather than setting up a chiropractic practice that looks after people from the womb to the tomb, we said that nowadays we think the successful practice of the future is going to be one that has a focus, mm. certainly lots of their communication out to the world. You know, have you started playing with, mm. you know, where you want to go with, with that? Yeah, I think there's two, two key messages that I want to put out to the community. One is, one is posture, one is performance. Yeah. And they play beautifully together. Yeah. Um, obviously, our posture affects our performance. But, you know, and, and, I, and I really want to look at this concept of the athlete. Yes. But whether it be a corporate athlete, a domestic athlete. Uh, a recreational athlete a weekend athlete we are all athletes uh, because we all need to be performing yes at our best for whatever the task is and so that that's going to be a uh, kind of a big strategy to my marketing yeah and and i kind of yeah it's kind of and i feel really i feel really cool about it you know it's a bit I don't know if it's different or not but it's it's it it fits to my model obviously you know i use the insight uh, scanning so it fits that model beautifully as well posture mm. energy efficiencies all that sort of stuff um, so it's I think it's going to be a really good fit for me yeah I, I want to touch on the scanning stuff for a moment there too inside community influencer last week we did a training on uh, what the world-class initial consultation looked mm. like and one of the challenges certainly uh, you know for chiropractors massage therapists even fitness experts to an extent, we're very high touch, mm-hmm. um, which is great because very often if you go to your GP or many specialists, they don't even touch us. There's not that too. But we're very low tech um, as, as well. And I think in this 21st century, having some technology along with things too, you know, brings a level of authority as, as well. Now, you uh, a, a sales rep Australian distributor for uh, tell me a little bit about the substation for people who haven't got and, and what role that'll play in your mm. practice because that's going to be part of your branding as well absolutely so yeah the insight it, it's it's as you said it's high tech so it's it's technology that allows us to look at someone's neurology you know and part of my challenge in practice uh, you know years ago was that I was very po- very posture focused but very mechanical mm. very, very um, I was looking at structure mm. and, and yet talking about how that related to neurology, but I was never measuring the neurology. And so the insight allowed that to happen where I'm actually measuring someone's efficiency. So the three big 
um, technologies with the insiders. One is the EMG. Mm. So measuring the efficiency within the postural system. So how efficiently is your body working to do a simple task, mm. which is to sit upright against gravity. And we can measure that. Yeah. And we can then track that as someone goes through their care. Mm. And the, the, another one is a thermal scanner. So we can measure autonomic control at a spinal or segmental level of the spine, mm. which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one, HRV, which is actually my favorite, which is the global autonomics of just saying, how is your nervous system coping with life? Mm. How much juice have you got in your tank? Are you adapting uh, efficiently or not to mm. what life's throwing at you? Mm. And we can, again, you measure and then track someone through their care. So mm. it's that objective neurological testing that yeah. allows me to base my um, base my care plans on, change my care plans on, know whether someone's actually healing or whether they are just feeling better. Yeah, and 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 uh, yeah. And there comes a big part too. I'm a huge fan of the Insight technology, and I've had it in my practice for a long time. Also, if you want to check it all out, then follow Tony up. Certainly, if you're Australian, New Zealand here as well, Tony can help you out with that. Also. Practice multiplier number five is about building lifetime relationships with people. And so many of us, if we're trying to tell somebody, hey, listen, it's important for you to have an ongoing checkup, regardless of whether you feel great or not. Mm. It's nice to have some kind of way to objectively measure where how somebody mm. is, is doing it too. And I think the scanning technology that because we're on a journey with our patients that, you know, I've been getting adjusted for a few weeks and, and the reason for coming in is in many cases gone. Uh, but there are still objective signs that posture is still out of balance. They still got that forward head posture. And if you're taking a series of scans that says, look, it was like this, it's now like this, but we've got to get to here, then it helps people understand the journey that they're mm. on as well. And I think when you start to get into, I, I, I'm excited for that concept of posture, performance, and then you know we can measure performance of the nerve system mm. through the scanning technology there. And then that idea of you know the corporate athlete. Did you say domestic athlete? Yeah, the domestic. Yeah, that was just like something it. I came up with no. yesterday. Actually, no. I was thinking about it yesterday. I went, how do I incorporate the you know the person who is at home yes. doing all the all the the, the duties there? Like, ah, it's domestic uh, domestic athlete. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, good. And then I think yes, yeah, because you think of athlete, but. There's the weekend warrior, you know, that kind of weekend athlete. Yes. Um, you know, uh, or the uh, the professional. Well, it's it because it, dealing with these athletes never ceases to amaze me. Uh, one of my staff who works with me here, who's a fourth year chiropractic student, Ash, mm -hmm. um, her boyfriend uh, plays VFL for Port Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's one level below the topmost elite footballers that we have here. They have full-time staff there, physiotherapists, all those kind of things, doing a great job looking after him. He was having some ongoing hip problems. And I said to Ash, Let, bring him over home. I'll help you adjust him. You need to start learning how to practice, those kind of stuff like that too. And so he's a guy that's super fit, knows his body. And in essence, you know, he had it subluxated, pelvis up, stuck SI joint there too. We adjusted it. And his performance has gone through the mm. roof. They're the best people to look mm. after because he, there's such great baselines there. The good knowledge of their own body. Yes. They? Yeah. And we can communicate with them. You know, it wasn't in enough pain that he would have. But once you start to talk performance with Shannon, mm. he understands. He's seeing the changes. Um, yeah. I think there's a, there's a fine line with, with the athletes to me is becoming a therapist. You know, not, I, I'm not the injury yeah. specialist you know Don't again i've got to be strapping these no i'm not strapping these and i'm not all that sort of stuff which other people do it way better than i could do it yes let them do it um but on that performance model yes that's what i'm after yeah great yeah staffing 
Are you a staff, staff member? No, I'm not. Right, no. okay. So why I'm not? Flying, what I'm, are you going to do? I'm flying solo. Right. Um, How are you going to manage that? Well, that is a very, very good question, buddy. <laughs> because again, it might be an illusion that I can do it, but I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the prowl for systems that I can set up that will allow me not to be bogged down by it. Yeah. Um, well, there are things yeah. nowadays that make this oh, way more possible now than 15 years ago Absolutely. when you set up down in Geelong. And so, Paperless systems, there you, go. Yeah. you know, so those sort of things where I can be, you know, billing, dun, 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 you know, whether it's, you know, people are prepaying for blocks of care or number of visits or whatever it may be and how it's going to look. I've, I've still got to work that out. Yes. Um, but I think there's a way that it can happen so that maybe only every 10th person is actually doing a transaction there yes. and then. Uh, a lot of people could do it online. There's so many different payment options. Yes. Uh, paperless files, you know, all those things. Well, do you think you'll have some online thing. bookings for appointments? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And, and I haven't worked out whether that'll be just for initial visits or mm. for every visit. Uh, but again, I've just got to clarify that as well because mm. there's there's one thing to have uh, your patients have control over their appointments. There's another thing to hand over control to, of your appointment book mm. to uh, your patients. Don't know. I'm not yeah. quite sure on that one. Interesting. When I was talking with uh, Billy Chow recently, so mm. we again, whether he's been on the podcast or released the episode, but he works with the Black Diamond Club, mm. and he was telling me a little bit about what Sean and Lacey do with the specific. And they, lots of their practices to begin with, don't have a CA. And every new patient that calls up, there's a telephone consultation that's done first. Yep. And so uh, you would ring, you would take a little bit of the history over the phone there too. It does a couple of things. It helps you pre-qualify the patient to find out if they're in the right place to get what they need yep. as well. But it also, because then when they come into the practice and there isn't a CA, you can let them know a little bit about that mm. as well. So it was interesting. That's one of the ways they kind of cope with the traffic of that. A lot of it's done. Then you just bring somebody in, listen, let's get some scans. Let's do mm. this and that. That initial consultation, the heavy part of the history is already done at a time when you're free and flexible and not worrying about adjustments coming in there too. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting concept. I yeah, like the I idea like... That, that some of that can be done. You really build that mm. rapport beforehand and pre-qualified people because if somebody's after something that you don't offer uh yeah you know, style of chiropractic as well that um no point wasting anyone's time that really makes sense mm. so we're uh, looking at starting up a practice that is about ease that's about profitability predictability i like this model of posture performance and the athlete in all their different kind of variations as well mm. a practice that's high tech high touch and i would imagine that by the time we get back together next time, because you're looking at lots of different venues at the moment. Mm. I'll be, I, I would imagine I will be up and running. Yeah. Mm. Any other kind of final thoughts to leave the, um, our listeners with? Um, going through your mind at the moment? Look, just that, I, just that it's, a, it's a really, you know, there's lots going on and, and I guess there can be that sense of overwhelm. So, you know, looking at the, big, the bigger picture of, you know, I've just got to make sure that I'm, you know, meditating, that I'm getting plenty of sleep, that I'm looking after me during this yes. process because it can be, you know, I, I do find myself going a bit adrenal on it all. So mm. I've got to be, just keep myself in check, you know. Yes. Um, and, and exercising and, you know, doing all the good things that I need yeah. to be doing to... Um, Make sure that I can fulfill this uh, this next mission that I'm on. Yeah. Let me share one last thought with you because mm. I think you'll like this and I think our audience will too. I was listening to a podcast yesterday of a guy who was interviewing a woman who has a $25 million life coaching business. She trains life coaches. And she said, he, he was saying to her, like, how do you do it? And her answer was, 
feeling. That's why she actually said it, feeling. And she said, what I mean by that is people come to me and they want to know, you know, what headline do I use and what's your tactics and what's your strategies? And she goes, I do it all from feeling. I feel what it's like to have a $25 million business and then I act that way. And it was really neat nice. into that too. And I think for you at the moment too, and, and for me, I can't speak for you obviously, but for me at the moment, it was a great reminder to go, what does it feel like? Mm. Because it's it's our feelings and emotions that drive our actions. It's the actions yep. that drive our outcome. And here was, uh, and and she says her goal is in the next uh, ten years to get to hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. And she's such a passionate believer in this kind of law of attraction, but not just feel it and do nothing. Mm. She's massive action taker too. And she says one of the reasons I want to keep on producing massive results is to show people that this works. Mm. Um, and it would appear that just kind of listening to you, uh, just seeing the passion in your face before talking about performance and stuff like mm. that too, stay in that feeling. Yeah, it's that be, do, have thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's that yep. other side of things there too. So, dude, thanks for sharing with oh, us today. Pleasure. That uh, was almost 30 minutes. It's gone past thanks. super quickly. So, uh, will you come back and join us in a few months' time? I certainly will. I'd love to. Wonderful. And uh, share my ups and downs and ins and outs. See where it's at there too. Mm. Gang, you've been listening to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. If you haven't already, then scoot on over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. And if you could give us uh, some stars, whatever you think is fair, and a rating yeah. there too, that would really help us share the world around the world, the word around the world. And as always, keep saving lives. Thanks for all that you do. Over and out. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.